to Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, with over 210 podcasts in the archive. Uh, This is an incredible experience, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for uh, tuning into our podcast, uh, along with myself, Dr. Jerry, and Dr. Dan. Uh, today is a special day for Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored since we are uh, honored to have later on in the program Dr. Bennett Amalu as our special guest. As you know, Dr. Amalu is the inspiration for the movie Concussion, and he was played by Will Smith. Uh, so that will occur later in the morning. Uh, Dr. Amalu, uh, as you know, is a pathologist and a neuropathologist who first discovered and published the findings of chronic traumatic encephalopathy in American football players. And he did that while working at the Allegheny County Coroner's Office in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So that will be later in the program. Uh, For the first part of the program, we have to uh, keep everybody happy, so I'm going to start out by reading our disclaimer that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment. Because of information heard on this program, you are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And ladies and gentlemen, we always say that we have an attitude of gratitude because we know that grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce our co-host for today, uh, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Dr. Jerry, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm wide awake. I was up at 6 o'clock, and um, I'm all excited about this program. I think it's going to be a kind of breakthrough for information for our listeners and very beneficial. And I agree, and, I, and and my goal is to get that information out and to try and convince Dr. Amalo for, uh, to have a second appearance on uh, on our podcast. Dr. Dan, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Ron. I'm fine. I've been awake since 6 o'clock, too, Dr. Jerry. So good morning to you, too. And this is going to be a tremendous program because this is such an important topic, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And we have the man on who discovered it. So what more can we say? Great work, Dr. Well, Ron. Well, we're blessed by having him here, and we're very grateful that he consented to be on our program. Uh, in yes. the scheme of things, we are not that big, uh, con- considering that he's on uh, you know, P- PBS and all the other channels, written books, written, been in a been a star in a movie. His his, his character's been a, been portrayed in a movie. So all the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, we're grateful to Dr. Amalo uh, for being our guest today and to sh- for him to share with us the information he has learned over these many years since uh, I think it was 2002 when he did that autopsy on Mike Webster. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, last week we talked about osteoporosis. I just want to just recap a few things because today, first thing in the morning, today being uh, November 14, 2017, I see that the American Academy of Family Physicians have not critically thought about the information we talked about last week, and that is they now are recommending screening for all women 65 and older for osteoporosis. And they are agreeing with the uh, information published uh, at the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force. And today, I actually went to that uh, website and read the what they wrote about the DEXA scan and other scans, and there they even said what we said last week. They are unreliable, and yet without critically thinking about the problem, uh, here we go, family physicians are going to recommend this this X-ray screening uh, 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 test for women 
and then follow up with the, the drugs, the biphosphonate drugs, which which have a history of, of horrendous side effects. So, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, it, it just uh, makes me frustrated, and uh, I use a lot of duct tape around my head when I read these things because uh, no one is critically thinking about what we're doing. We're doing the same thing over and over again, and we do not have at this point in time the best medical system in the world. We spend the most money, but I think we rate we rate down around 30th in mortality and morbidity. Any comments, gentlemen? Well, it's like anything else. You know, don't rock the boat. Um, they got a test, and it's generating income, and it's not you know telling the truth. And they could um, you know sell more drugs. Yeah, and, and that, that's same old, same old big, scenario. Yeah, the big pharma controlling uh, what what is happening in medicine. Uh, so, again, uh, we ask you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to be the CEOs of your own body. Take control. Please read. Please listen to, sh- to programs like uh, this one. And, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, our program, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, is carried on iTunes. It's carried on Google Play. It's carried on iTunes Radio. It's carried on the platform called Stitcher. Stitcher is a is a uh, app that you can download. You can hear us live streaming, or you can listen to us later on while you're walking. Okay, uh, Blueberry. Uh, we are on most platforms that carry podcasts, and you could just listen to any one of the 200 and some that are listed there, ladies and gentlemen. And last week on uh, osteoporosis was a informational program. And before that, uh, the CBD, the one, the one that we talked about, cannabinoids, and how you know cannabinoids are present all over our bodies, ladies and gentlemen. The largest neurotransmitter system in the brain is uh, a cannabinoid system. So I, I uh, implore you to uh, listen to those shows. Uh, really, uh, I think it's uh, they're worthwhile for you. So. Uh, Osteoporosis is something that we will revisit again. Uh, the cannabinoids we will revisit again. Uh, and after uh, Dr. Amalo's interview, we will have some follow-up shows on concussions. Uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, our, our co-host, has had some great experiences. We'll have some of his uh, patients on, and uh, we'll have hopefully Janet Doman on. We already have spoken with her. Uh, about uh, brain injuries, and maybe we can build on that program with the uh, information we have from Dr. Amalo. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Amalo has a new book. It's titled Truth Doesn't Have a Side. And the book f- details further the link between football, CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, and other diseases caused by brain trauma. And I'm sure Dr. Amalo will be uh, talking more about that. And and uh, maybe at some point in time we can get him to comment uh, about uh, his shutout from the uh, National Football League, uh, all their commissions, and some of the recent shows that Dr. Dan is going to talk about. In fact, Dr. Dan, why, why don't you tell our listeners uh, you, what you told me earlier Okay, I was, um, um, first of all, yes, uh, the doctors push these tests all the time. Every time I walk into the office, osteoporosis. I just let it, let it go with that, and we'll discuss it later. But as, as far as this goes, I'm watching a program. I think it was national news. I don't remember the channel, and I'm going to bring it up anyway. But they talked about CTE, and they mentioned the whole problem What's happening in football and other sports, of course, which we already knew about, but football particularly right now, they ignored Dr. Amalo completely. They mentioned all these other doctors we never heard of. And I've watched the movie three times, and uh, we have his book, and his name was not mentioned. And he's the doctor who discovered this disease. I don't understand that whatsoever. Uh, I I don't know if you have any explanation at all. Uh, but I, I, I have none, but I think his name should have been mentioned, number one, because he's the doctor who did all this work and suffered, put out his own money 
$20,000 at a time to autopsy because they would not cover the autopsies on um, maybe it was Mike Webster and uh, Terry Long and these, these uh, 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 football players that they discovered early in this disease. So his name should be first. He's the man who discovered it. And it got me really mad, but what, what could I do? So this is what happened on television. Well, Dr. Again, Dan, you know, it's it's a typical of uh, what we call character assassination, right? And, and expunging the the truth from from the the media and all. I mean, the same thing happened to Raymond Royal Wright back in the 30s. Um, mm. The amazing discovery of uh, frequencies that can kill viruses, bacteria, fungi, and you can't even find the guy's name in any microbiology book at at all. Because he was telling the truth, and, and the truth hurts you because it hurts their pocketbooks. That's what it's all about. Well, it bottom, just didn't make any sense. These other doctors who, <laughs> who I never even heard of that, you know, in the studies I've done on this and, and in the movie, it just didn't make any sense. But that's the way well, it is, and uh, uh, I guess we're look, they're looking for the big buck because they're, I would say trillions of dollars involved in the NFL at this time. And I do love football myself. I got to be honest with you, but the injuries I don't love. So you're right, Dr. Jerry. Yeah. Well, I think Dr. Jerry is right on the money. You've got to follow the money, and uh, when you look at the value of these teams, uh, and oh yes, what would happen if uh, some of these players just said, you know what, I'm not risking my brain for this. The, the, this game, the Dallas Cowboys are valued at four point two billion dollars. Oh. The New oh. England Patriots three point four billion dollars. Number 3. ten 4. on the list is the Philadelphia Eagles at two point five billion. I mean, these are B's, ladies and gentlemen. So Dr. Amalu went up against a multi-billion-dollar organization, and uh, they didn't like it. They didn't like it at all. The fact that, that that some of these players can have this CTE. In fact, they settled a case without admitting any wrongdoing uh, that was brought by former football players. So follow the money, ladies and gentlemen, in medicine, uh, especially big pharma and these big corporations. They control what they uh, uh, what they put out. Well, you know, it was interesting in, in the overview of the uh, the movie uh, I watched a few weeks ago. Um, when these players applied for disability, for full disability, they give them a pittance, and uh, you know, it is it's despicable. There were five thousand lawsuits that I that I read, Jerry. Five thousand lawsuits that that I I know of in my readings at this point. They paid them off some kind of pittance. Is that what you said? They didn't give the amount. They said they just paid them off, but they never admitted that they did wrong. Right, or they gave them enough, didn't even give them enough money to to subsist, you know. Right, and a, and a lot of these tremendous, I mean, people we knew, tremendous football players, went broke, bankrupt. They had nothing left because of this disease. Well, so you have to understand, yeah, these professional athletes, unfortunately, are a commodity, and <clears throat> when they're done using the commodity, they throw it away. They're disposable. Uh, my father used to tell me uh, he loved sports too, and uh, he played and so forth. And he told me that the Philadelphia Eagles started out as the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, okay. and I bet they were worth two dollars at that time. You know, back then. Look at this yeah. now: two point five billion dollars. That's amazing. Well, I wish I had you know, some that, of that. Yeah, that PBS documentary, documentary League of Denial. I mean that. Yeah, that says it all. That says a lot of it anyway, and uh, they denied the work discovered by Dr. Amalo and football players. Years of denial from the NFL. Wouldn't even invite him to speak. Uh, Oh, yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. By the way, this movie I've watched three times is one of the greatest movies I have ever seen in my life. And yet it did not make the money that this other garbage that they have out there makes. Because people are not interested in finding out this, the truth about this situation. 
I guess they'd rather see sex, drugs, and rock and roll on the uh, uh, the movies. But this movie's fantastic. It's got almost a five star rating. If anybody's missed it, they shouldn't. They should see this to protect their children, their families, and anyone who's involved in sports. Because you really have to be careful today. Well, the well, interesting comment that Dr. Ron shared with me yesterday is that the uh, woodpecker has a sling in the brain, which prevents right. it from getting concussion, whereas, um, unfortunately, humans uh, don't have that advantage. And just understanding that simple little mechanism, to me, would deter me from even trying to bang my head against the wall. Amazing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> what, now you know why what they the people say? at the Wailing Wall are, all have concussions. <laughs> Well, the they have packages that they're using now. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They they have a sling, and right. that's uh, that's why they can peck all day and and not, you know, injure their brain. Where our brain is floating in a fluid, and right. a, it, it, when you get hit on the outside, that brain is like a slingshot inside and bangs up the inside of the skull. And uh, you know we you know. We all heard about punch drunk fighters when we were young. Really, did not know a lot, a lot about the dementia pugilistica. But uh, here, Dr. Amalo really brought this whole situation to light. And you know what's really interesting, uh, ladies and gentlemen? There have been 1,046 fatalities due to participation in football. Mm. And the sad part about it is, 83.6% occur. Hear this. Middle school and high school. Wow. I mean, these are things that we we never talked about before Dr. Amalu. Well, because uh, it's buried statistics. Yeah, you're not going to see it on the front page or 11 o'clock news. Yeah. And and 71% of these injuries are related to blocking and tackling activities. I mean, it's just amazing as as you get into this, uh, this disease, the CTE, and the causes of it. And I, I think Dr. Amalu, uh, who will be here shortly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, we'll talk about boxing, football, soccer, hockey, and rugby. And, ladies and gentlemen, we also will have uh, Frank Carroll on the program. He's from the Pop Warner League. Uh, to just to, to, So he can get some information and ask some questions to take back to his league to protect our young children, our young boy, our boys and girls now. Who uh, are playing this game? Well, you know, Doctor Ron, it's pretty frightening. I just, uh, according to a report that was compiled by Congress by the Centers for Disease Control, in a single year, they estimate 2.2 million emergency room visits for traumatic brain injuries. 2.2 wow. million. That's the number wow. that they they put out there. So you know, we're not talking. The, you may have 1,000, you know, deaths or you know, but how many thousands of kids are left with chronic headaches, cognitive uh, disp- dysfunction, anxiety, uh, memory problems, you know, uh, manipulative skill uh, dysfunction because of the brain injury? Um, it goes into the thousands, I can guarantee you. And they probably, you know, classify these kids as uh, malingerers or other, you know, BS uh, labels. It's interesting. I called my kids up. up. Yeah. I told them, I said, um, I don't want any of the grandchildren playing football until they're eight, past 18. No, and you should have said 65. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's stay on this on this point a second because, uh, Jerry, you, you, you hit me right where, I, where I was doing some research today. Listen to this. This is in the Journal of Transitional Psychiatry, the title of the study. Study suggests a link between youth football and later life emotional, behavioral, and cognitive impairments. They 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 found uh, mood and behavior later in life changes in these kids that played football. Uh, Dr. Stern, neuro, neurology, neurosurgery, anatomy, and neurobiology at the CTE Center. That's the Chronic uh, Traumatic Encephalopathy Center in Boston. I mean, is that is that... You you hit you hit it right on the on the head, uh, Jerry. Uh, yeah, and these are the poor people that linger, you know, and they can't hold jobs. I mean, I just had a, a young woman come in who had uh, some brain surgery, and um, 
you know, unfortunately, you know, she didn't have a choice. It was a it was a benign tumor, but it was growing rapidly, and so they had to put some plates in her head. And the, the point of the story that I'm trying to make here is that um, she had a, a very prestigious position, and you know, after the whole process, um, she couldn't hold the job because she had mental fog, and it was it was traumatic though. But you know, yeah. I, it was interesting. So there was uh, cranial distortions present. And uh, and so that's what's causing a lot of this uh, dysfunction, the mental fog, uh, the poor memory. And but it's not being recognized either from Dr. Amalu's perspective or from uh, even the latest research, which is showing, um, you know, uh, pure oxygen hyperbaric uh, treatments, getting some, you know, uh, neuroplasticity. In other words, changes in the blood supply. And we're talking like from six months to 27 years after the fact. They're still getting positive uh, results. Yeah, well, here it is. I mean, your 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 practical experience, and and now studies are coming out showing that these youth, these these our youths, or our youths, as it was said in one movie, our That's youths right. are being effective later in life. My cousin Vinny, you mocking me, boy? <laughs> you mocking me, boy? <laughs> My cousin Vinny, they said youth. Okay. Because the key, you know, what's really um, interesting. Uh, Probably about 20 years ago, I met a, a DO um, who was treating uh, not concussion so much, but stroke victims using a simple IV a combination of DMSO and 35% food grade oxygen. And he was getting miraculous results. Well, they literally ran him out of the country, and he had to go to Quito, uh, Quito Ecuador, to practice. But he was telling me that, you know, people even a year later after a stroke, uh, after a week of IV treatment, because where the damage comes in is the inflammation from the trauma diminishes the blood supply and the nutrients into the brain. So you basically get degeneration because the waste products build up in the cells. They can't get the heck out. You, you can't get the oxygen in there to maintain physiologic function. And so then you get, I believe, this tall protein, which is a breakdown product of the generation of the, of the neurons in the brain. And so if you can remove that quickly after the incident, then the brain's going to bounce back, and you'll get minimal, I think, deficit. You know, again, Jerry, you, you hit on, a, on something that I, I studied and, and worked with there in my career, and that was using DMSO intravenously for spinal, cervical spinal fractures. Absolutely. And it reduces the inflammation were, so you can heal. Yeah. They, that's right. This this physician, and uh, name escapes me right now, but I know he's from Oregon, uh, was criticized for using it. But yet, uh, cervical spine uh, injuries, which could result in paraplegia or quadriplegia, were not happening in this clinic. But well, they still ran them out. Well, of course, because they, you know, they don't want the truth and and the good therapy because there's no major drugs involved. You know. Um, it breaks your heart that these people are suffering needlessly because the, the technology has been around for a long time. And DMSO is made from wood pulp. I mean, the darn stuff is innocuous, uh, you know. But that's the problem. Well, you know, it was it's discovered at DuPont. It was What's discovered that? at DuPont. It was discovered right in Delaware at DuPont. Oh, wow. At DMSO. In fact, the, the scientist that was working on it, there was a very famous uh, hoagie place in, in Delaware. And uh, he was working with it, and he says, you know, I really, f I could almost taste that, the garlic. He said, I'm, I'm ready for a hoagie. And here, the, the MSO, it, it was lipophilic. It just went into a system, and you get a garlic taste, and that's that's part of the story. Wow. See? Well, I'm going to leave, leave you and uh, Dr. Dan for a while. I'm going to get a hold of uh, uh, Dr. Amalu, and uh, we'll see if he's ready to uh, uh, come on to the program. So, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan, continue on, please. Well, Dr. Dan, I came across a very interesting um, uh, study that was done, and it just shows you how the establishment perpetuate the myth. It's called the sham was a sham. Um, back in, in 2015, uh, these researchers at the University of Utah, they concluded that the treatment of the oxygen, you know, in hyperbaric chamber was not effective. So their conclusions were based on a faulty interpretation of their supposed sham treatment. So the researchers 
subjected a group of participants to a pressurized chamber with normal levels of oxygen. So these patients also mm-hmm. showed improved cognitive function. So the researchers concluded that the treatment was no more effective than, than breathing air. Well, heck, when you do hyperbaric chamber, it, it concentrates the oxygen to the brain. Mm-hmm. So these idiots, you know, misinterpreted the, the results, and that's why they, they put out this bad science, this fake science, and then the people believe it. It's, it's, uh, it's a crime. Yeah. I feel it's a crime against society, against the people. Uh, 100%. Maybe we should have another Nuremberg uh, trial there, right, and, and hang these people um, for what, you know, crimes against humanity. Because, you know, the answers are all out there for many, many issues, whether it be cancer or concussion or uh, heart attack. I mean, Matthias Rath and uh, Linus Pauling documented up to the hilt that it's easy to reverse uh, clogged arteries, you know, with, with simple nutrients like vitamin C, proline, and, and uh, lysine. And, um, you know, they basically ran uh, uh, these guys uh, off, the, off the face there because they didn't want to hear the truth. There was too much money for bypass and stents and you name it, and all the medications to keep them going. Yeah, the, these things that would actually uh, help people and maybe cure them in a lot of cases, uh, um, we don't know if they've taken the person who could cure cancer out and thrown him out of the country or thrown him out of oh. medicine. Well, look, I mean, they did to, to Raymond Royal Rife back, you know, after they did that study back in 34, I think it was, that 16 terminally ill cancer patients, and in 160 days using frequencies, they reversed every one of them, and that's when it all hit the fan, the there were 11 research centers around the United States that mysteriously burned down within a year. I mean, you know, what are the odds of that? You have a better chance oh, of getting hit by lightning. That's and, not – oh, yeah, I mean, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, you know, the other th- weird thing is there were three top researchers involved with that program. One was Arthur Kendall, who was then dean of the Northwest Medical School. And guess what? Mm-hmm. He disappeared. He, they found him down in Mexico. He had a 300-acre farm, and you never heard from him again. E.C. Rosenau, who was the head bacteriologist for Mayo Clinic, okay, he was using Rife's technology on patients and, you know, raving about it and everything. All of a sudden, he shut up. And Milbank Johnson, who was then president of the Southern California Medical Society, he mysteriously died the night before he was going to give a press oh. conference on the fight. And then when they exhumed his body six months later, they found cyanide in his toothpaste. Oh. And so this is, these guys anything, don't play I on guess. a level playing field. Yeah, these guys, they, they don't take any prisoners. We, we might have a lot of diseases that could have been cured if the proper people were allowed to continue with their research and with their uh, treatments that they had discovered throughout well, the years. Look at Fleming back in the 40s, right, when he discovered penicillin. They laughed at the guy. Right. Penicillin was discovered way before that, but yeah, it but wasn't allowed to come out. I don't know if it was yeah. blocked or, or what happened. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What, what was it, 1929 that uh, actually he found he uh, found it? I think it was 1929, and Could I think be, it yeah. came out in 41, was it, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember my thing. brother getting the original shots back yeah. then. <laughs> and how I was the guy? A, little, a little older, so I I yeah. never got the shots. But when he had infections in the ears and in the tonsils, sure. And they were. But how about the guy out. in the Australia who discovered Heliobacter's a cause for ulcers, and they yeah. uh, tried to strip him of all his uh, credentials and all. Then when they discovered that it could be treated with antibiotics, oh, then he was a hero. Right. He he got away with it. Yeah. But exactly. This, this has been going on for for years, and the NFL doesn't want to lose all the money. There's a tremendous amount of money. I, I see where where people would probably starve or go broke and not pay their mortgage, but they'll buy a football ticket. Yeah, I mean, it's like a mortgage payment today to take your kids to see a professional game. I mean, um, it, it's just uh, outrageous. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I, I'll I'll bring up uh, when I was a kid, with a hundred years ago. <laughs> we would go see a baseball game. It would cost you if you got a box seat. It would be a, a dollar twenty-five. Wow! Can you imagine what they are today? What are they? Hundreds of dollars? Exactly. Uh, 
a Super Bowl ticket, a thousand dollars for a regular ticket, ten thousand for a you could buy ticket. a hot dog at the game for a dollar twenty five today. I got a nice television here. I'll watch it right over on the television if I want to watch Absolutely. a Super Bowl game. I'm not going to go run in there. I know. But Plus the crowds and 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 then parking. I remember uh, I was talking to somebody about uh, these tailgate parties for the uh, Eagles, and their parking is like thirty five dollars just to put your car in the lot there. I mean, it's like you know, it's crazy. And I've known people who have had their cars stolen too down there. Well, uh, sometimes it could be by design. Yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> when I went to Veterans Stadium, a friend of mine's car disappeared. Well, I think we're making connection here, maybe. He got him. Well, not yet. He uh, he gave me a second number. I'm just going to do this live. Ladies and gentlemen, for Dr. Amalo, it's uh, 5.30 in the morning, uh, so. I understand why he could be late. In the meantime, we have uh, Frank Carroll from the Pop Warner League on. And, uh, I'm going to silence my microphone for a second here. and No, oh, he didn't answer. All right. Well, we'll try again. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Frank, uh, good good morning. And this show doing, is Russell? being. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you, Frank. We're we're, we're uh, recording this show because Dr. Amalo uh, was mm-hmm. uh, going to call in at uh, a certain time, and he's he's run into a little problem. But uh, you know, we're talking about CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, and I, I brought mm-hmm. I, I looked up some t- some statistics, and I think I don't know if if the Pot Warner League knows this that. Uh, 83.6% of fatalities occur in middle school and high school football, and 71% are related to block and tackling activities. I yeah, mean, that, that, that is just was, incredible. That was brought to their attention a few years ago with all the uh, the different uh, studies that had come out. In fact, um, they had changed. Every, I, I, I have thrown coaches off the field because of uh, certain um, sets they were putting kids through. You cannot, in the old days, you put played monkey in the middle, which you'd have a lineman in the center and everybody come at him and just take him down. Uh, you would have guy, kids that uh, you would start uh, at one end of a, you put them in a straight line, you called uh, the first first guy, would come around, he'd run around, and the second guy from the back would run around, and they'd collide together oh. trying to take each other down. All that's been outlawed by uh, Pop Warner uh, two years ago. Uh, Good for you. They, Good job. Uh, they, don't, really? uh, they don't allow um, any uh, head-to-head contact like that anymore. You, still play, you can still play monkey in the middle, but what happens is you cross your arms uh, or cross the chest, and you run up and you touch the arms. Um, a lot of a lot of people have, because of the concussion pro, uh, problems, a lot of people have abandoned football. Period. They've gone to soccer uh, and uh, soccer and a couple of the other sports, but you know, um, soccer also has a problem uh, in that the uh, International Soccer Association has now ruled that a child from the age of 5 to the, to the age of 14 may not head the ball anymore. Oh, great. Um, oh. If the ball is properly inflated, it could cause as much damage as a head, head-to-head injury wow. uh, with a helmet. Now, I, I, I was listening there uh, about um, sports. Uh, there is one sport that you can take, uh, take your family to, and that's arena football, which I also happen to coach. Um, in Philadelphia, they have the the world's best team. There's no doubt about it. We we played them for the for the uh, championship again this year, and we came came away uh, one point away from winning. But um, it's it's still very reasonable. The tickets are fifteen dollars a, a oh, seat, wow. and it's an enjoyable. It's only fifty yards, fifty yards by twenty seven yards, uh, but the action is really there. Uh, 
you don't want to sit in the first five rows because you can always end up with spit on your head or uh, <laughs> a ball. One nice thing you can do is, is you might get a ball, but uh, it's uh, it, it is it is fun. Uh, I remember not whole days at the vet uh, taking my kids who are now in their fifties uh, for twenty five cents to get them in. We'd lug a uh, a uh, cooler all the way up to the seven hundred uh, level to sit there, but we sat there and watched the game, and uh, they loved every bit of it. Uh, Arena football is, is uh, much safer, uh, Frank? Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> no? No, it, 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 uh, it's a very hard-hitting, very – these are guys that uh, okay. uh, have not made it in, in, a, in the big show or trying to make the big show or coming out of high school – uh, out of college that are trying to make it uh, big leagues. And, and a lot of them do move on. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, give and take as far as up and downs. And uh, some of the people that uh, have made it have made it very big. And Kurt Warner is, is one of the uh, one of the guys that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. But uh, it's only 50 yards, and uh, you're head to head, straight up. Uh, every game, and every game counts. So everybody's looking to, uh, you know, take you down. But getting mm-hmm. back to the uh, to Pop Warner and uh, the changes that were made, they were made uh, simply because, they, and it really wasn't because they did it out of the graciousness. They had a fourteen million dollar lawsuit in California where a child was was uh, damaged uh, very badly in a head-to-head uh, confrontation and they lost the uh, they lost because the, the coaches who are out there now you got to remember a lot of the coaches out there are one trying to relive, relive their days on the on the gridiron two their their parents trying to make sure their kid plays every every play and that's that's not the way pop Warner is set up but uh, there is a minimum number of plays so everybody has to play on the team has to play a minimum of 10 plays, but uh, there are still coaches out there uh, up in uh, in Tampa. There's one that uh, they 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 stay together year round, and they actually have a gym that they train in, they lift in, and um, it's come to a point where Pop Warner has suggested that they go to an independent league, that they don't want to be part of it anymore. So I again. I allowed uh, Pop Warner uh, International for that. And Frank, yeah, just, to, to tell our listeners and, and Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan what you told me about helmets. Now, Dr. Omalu thinks a helmet is a weapon uh, and just protects against lacerations and external injuries. Uh, tell, tell, our, tell us what the Pop Warner League uh, requirement on helmets is. Well, since... Uh, for the last six years, there's a there's a sticker on the back of the helmet that they have to be every two years they have to be recertified. If they're not recertified, um, you can be causing some major problems to that child. They, there there are there are instances out there where organizations can't afford to have them done every two years, so let us slip to two to four years. Well, that's just a a lawsuit looking to happen. Uh, if you take a look at the inquire. Uh, just the other day, had a survey uh, at 36 high schools in the Philadelphia Delaware Valley area. 29 of those 36 failed to meet the standard helmet. Wow! Wow! The, now, there's also there, there's a there's a company called uh, ARA, which is related to the old uh, ARA there in Philadelphia, uh, who is now trying to uh, work with different co- different colleges and different uh, people to make a safer helmet. There is a floating helmet out there that you fill with air. Excuse me to try and protect the, the child between the the um, uh, helmet and the uh, and their head. Uh, there's a, a lot of good helmets out there. Um, there's a lot of bad helmets out there. There's still a lot of helmets out there floating that have not been certified. Um, one of the one of the other problems is that, and you know, coaches coaches just sit in awe when I tell them, if you have dreads, that that does not 
under the insurance on that helmet. Each manufacturer issues an insurance policy for $10,000. If you have dreads or if you have hair that is below the, the crown, that nullifies that insurance. Wow. And, mm. Wow. You know, nobody, nobody ever looked at that. Nobody ever told them. You know, when you go out and you do these, these uh, um, first night uh, coaches' safety uh, precautions, uh, they look at you as if you, you know, you're talking Greek. Um, because a lot of the kids today have long hair, a lot of the kids have dreads, and you try to tell them, you know, you got to find a way to get to, to alleviate that. Because if not, if something happens, we're on the hook for it. Mm-hmm. As an organization. Frank, well, while we have you, because I, this this is maybe something you saw or somebody you know since you're involved with all this, there is the executive director of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. His name is Gregory Serb, S-I-R-B. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me just tell you his, his, his background. He has a bachelor's degree in communications from Edinburgh University and a master's degree in public administration from Penn State. This man is the state athletic commissioner. He's been so since 1990. Mm-hmm. Now, now you know his his uh, his credentials. Now, let me tell you what he said, and I want to quote it. I want to find it here, uh, and then I want to get your opinion. He said the commissioner believes that quote susceptibility to knockout is more genetic related unquote. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> <clears throat> Obviously, now, he hasn't looked at some of the teams. <laughs> I mean, is this incredible? And this man oversees 350 licensed boxers, 400 licensed professional amateur martial artists. He's the <laughs> Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. I mean, he's in their pocket. It's in ge- it's genetically. It's, you get a concussion because of genetics, not because you're hitting the head. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's that, because you have and a Roger Goodell won fifty million dollars this year. Yeah. What's that, Frank? I said that, and Roger Goodell wants fifty million dollars this year, a year plus the use of a private plane. Oh. As the, as the yeah, NFL they should get him a little uh, Cessna one fifty. Yeah, they shouldn't <laughs> even give him anything. Guy doesn't He's a do lawyer. Anything. He never he never oh, plays oh, sports. That's right. That's not. That, yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, but I'm you know play, uh, the uh, athletic uh, commissions. Right. Yeah, athletic commissions in in any state are actually a joke. It's a political appointment that uh, most of these guys, especially the commissioners, don't even show up except for Friday to sign the checks. Yeah, well, look, look at his background: a bachelor's in com- uh, mm-hmm. in communications. A master's mm-hmm. in public administration. He's a, he has no background in medicine, neurology, no. neurobiology, or anything like that. Well, he doesn't want to get confused with the facts. Come on. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't let yeah don't let the information get in my way. Exactly. Look, uh, gentlemen, it doesn't look like Dr. Amala is going to be a show. Uh, he's uh, tied up and uh, he apologizes, but he's okay. going to be a no show. I'm sorry to say. Uh, this was uh, a, a big thing for us uh, to, to have him on the program, but it looks like he's going to be a nice show. I, I will try him again in two minutes, he said, but it doesn't look like he can do it. But, you know, we can still let our audience know that, you know, concussion is a real thing and there's, there's nothing uh, real about mild traumatic brain syndrome because how could it be mild and traumatic at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, th- this is a real uh disease and, and and frank before you got here i i, I there's a study just came out a couple of days ago and this title is study suggests a link between youth football and later life emotional behavioral and cognitive impairment that mm-hmm. came from the cte center in boston so i guess uh you know the takeaway from from me getting ready for this program is we really have to protect our youth uh, because right. they're the future. If the if the old guys want to get out there and bang their heads and you know for just for money and then uh, suffer the consequences, they're making an informed decision. But our youths aren't. Uh, they're out there because living vicariously their parents' dream or whatever, and we really have to protect them. That that's my takeaway from this whole mm-hmm. whole discussion. Yeah, Frank, I have a quick question for you. Sure. Um, just from a mechanical uh, standpoint, uh, I don't know how much does a helmet weigh. 
on these little kids? Um, about four pounds. Four pounds. Would that exacerbate the whiplash type injury? Uh, you know, you're adding four pounds on on a someone's head, and then they get hit. Would that increase the the trauma to the neck from from the? Actually, actually, it's, it's not the the crown that that uh, that causes the problem. It's the poor technique that the children are, are taught by some coaches. Uh-huh. The tackling technique that we used to use, where you just went in, hit them in the gut, and kept on going. Uh, that's all all out of the, the way now. You you've got to get in there and wrap them up, but you can't. The, when you wrap them up, they want your head up, uh, turn to the right, and take them down. Wrap them up, stand them up, take them down. Um, and that way, you're coming down on the player. The player's not coming down on you, so the, the whiplash uh, seems to be less in, involved in that. If you have poor technique, and if a kid just is coming in there and he's hitting it, hitting anywhere he can and goes down and somebody comes down on top of him or he, he rolls the wrong way or when they're rolling off, they roll the wrong way, that's where you're having your problems. Wow. Okay. Neck problems is is probably one of the, the you know if you if you can remember when I first started playing football we had uh, leather uh, equipment and uh, that's how old I am but uh, the uh, I remember that Frank sure but I when wore I played, too yeah when I played at uh, at St James uh, we still had leather helmets um, and um, you know we we did the best we could but today. If you don't have the proper uh, shoulder pads, you can get a stinger, which is even worse than anything else, because the kid is in such pain, and that you can't relieve that pain uh, on the field. And a lot of times, if a kid goes down, and if a kid's down, the first thing I'll ask is, did he lose conscious? Does he know who where he is? Does he know the day? Does he know who is what his dad's first name is? If they can't answer those questions, the next thing I say is call call the EMS, put him in, in a collar, let's get him over to the hospital. Does anybody know if there was how much more damage there was or was there more damage in wearing those leather helmets that fit right on our heads? Uh, Does anybody uh, know? Are there any statistics? They weren't... Keeping track, I'm sure, in those days. If they weren't following, there must have been tremendous damage done, and nobody followed it. Uh-huh. Back in the days when the Eagles were uh, were were doing their thing and, and winning championships, Tommy Thompson okay. and Steve Van Buren. Hey, Justin Frank Gifford. His famous Frank picture, Gifford. Frank Gifford, Frank Gifford was out of helmet. football for the rest. Of, yeah, Frank Gifford was out of out of uh, football the rest of his life after Hunter uh, yeah, Charlie came around the corner and got him. Chuck Benarek, right? Yep. I saw Chuck Benarek about eight years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he just he just passed away. He used to come to our yep. uh, South Philadelphia um, boys clubs, and I would sit and have dinner with him. A tremendous guy, very friendly. Mm-hmm. May, may his soul rest in peace. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the take takeaway also is is science because Dr. Mallow always talks about faith and science, and I think the science he would agree, tells us that playing football damages the brain with or without a helmet. There is going to be some brain damage. Now, how much you can recover from, we know the human body is incredibly uh, self-healing, but playing football with or without a helmet uh, can cause some concussions. So uh, I think what we need to do, especially with the adults, is to have a way to uh, uh, diagnose it and then uh, some innovative uh, ways to treat it, like Dr. Jerry's using, like Janet uh, uh, Doman is using, uh, to try and treat these people other than just observe them or just say, well, you know, you have a concussion, you're going to get some tau protein. You know, like Dr. Jerry says, do we relieve the inflammation? Do we correct the cranial bones? Uh, what, you know, do we use methylene blue? Do we use uh, some IV antioxidants? How can right. we help these people not get so far gone that they become suicidal and aggressive and, and die? Uh, and I know, uh, Jerry, why don't you address a little of that? Because it, it, we're, it looks yeah. like Dr. Amala is, is a no-show, so, okay. uh, yeah. and, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. 
Yeah, basically, I look at uh, problems or situations uh, from the root cause. And anytime you have trauma, you're going to get swelling. When you have swelling, you dramatically reduce the blood supply, the oxygen supply, the nutrient supply, and you also hamper the removal of, of the metabolic waste. Plus, if there's any extravasated blood cells in the area, they can't get out, so they start to degenerate. Well, in my clinical experience, anytime you have chronic inflammation, it acts as a beacon for attracting what I call the janitorial service. It's called viruses and bacteria and fungi to the area to clean up the mess. So this is where I think the um, tau protein or tau protein uh, forms, it, it's like kind of like cholesterol. Cholesterol is not the disease. The tau protein is not the disease. It's a reaction to the breakdown of the tissue, and it's just piling up. And so from my a clinical perspective, if you can remove the causative factor, the inflammation, get the oxygen up quickly, okay, and use, uh, you know, either homeopathics or IV solutions, whatever, to get the toxins the heck out of there, you got the best probability of repairing the, uh, the brain because you definitely have neuroplasticity. That's been documented. I mentioned to you earlier there was a, a study that was published in uh, October of um, – 2017, 2017, hyperbaric oxygen therapy can induce angiogenesis and regeneration of nerve fibers in traumatic brain injury patients. And like I said, they were treating them from 27 months or six months to 27 years after the fact and getting positive results. So the answers are out there, people. It's just that they're not being applied. Uh, just, let me just take a break from that. I just got a uh, text from Dr. Amalo. I'm so sorry. I do not feel well. I contracted a very bad flu and was in bed all day yesterday. When I woke up to shower, I went right back to bed. I don't even have a voice to speak. I'm sorry I have to apologize, uh, cancel. I do apologize. And then he says, man proposes, but God disposes. So uh, Dr. Amalo is definitely not coming on okay. the program as now. So. Sure. See, if he would have followed my little trick, yeah, I was almost totaled yesterday. Uh, you sounded horrible yesterday. yesterday. Horrible. Well, what I did is I went back to my office and I did an ozone treatment uh, through my ears. It's called the ear encephalation. So I pumped an ozone through my ears and uh, for 10 minutes. And I think that knocked out pretty much any virus that was, uh, you know, there. And then um, I did my light therapy. Uh, also, and then this, uh, last night before I went to bed, I had this solution that some fellow that I met 25 years ago, I squirted in my nose and it opened up my sinuses like the like the Holland Tunnel, man. <laughs> and it just cleared me up. Well, I got to come down to Florida. What's that? So you got to come down to Florida where it's warm. That's right. Yeah, well, well you know, what are we hitting? You know, Dr. Jerry and I talked talk yesterday, and we talked about ear insufflation and peroxide in the ear. Tried and true methods. I mean, they've been used in Israel for years and years and years. And uh, anybody at the start of the flu, that's what we're talking about. And you, not everybody has ozone available, but you got peroxide available. Put yeah. it in your ears. It's too simple. Frank, uh, let, let's just wrap this up because now we know we, we're not uh, going to have Dr. Amalu on the program right mm -hmm. now. Uh, the Pop Warner League is on top of this, though, as far as you're concerned. Yes, nationally they are. It's the local that you have to worry about. It's make sure that the there are each uh, area is um, has a, a governing body, and the governing body does the best they can to make sure that, that everybody follows the rules. And they have everybody, they have, we go out and look at the other teams. And if you have it every, um, every Monday morning uh, after Saturday's game, you get a list of anybody that was hurt, uh, anybody that was disqualified for any reason at all. And then it's up to that field uh, supervisor to go out and take a look at the teams that he's assigned that week, and make sure that those kids are not back in that uh, in that game again. Um, if if somebody was down for for two minutes, um, you have to suspect some kind of a concussion possibly, 
And if that child's playing the next the, that next week, the first thing I do is go and remove the coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, so now, parents, you know what? I have yeah, a quick ahead, question. Sir. Do the parents get a, you know, these these uh, guidelines? Yep. Good. Oh, well, they okay. get they get irate. Um, I'm sure. You know, everybody from Tommy the Tommy the little kid at, at five years old to uh, Mike the 17 year old. Um, they're all all stars. They're all looking to to you know. It, and here's something that that uh, really is amazing to me that there are parents out there at the age of 14 have already have disc on the the kid playing from his fifth from his age of five to 14, and they've gone to um, these uh, agents and have agents uh, seriously looking at colleges. For um, for the kid to play, wow! I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I mean, wow. I, I could see having the disc. That's definitely you need to watch him so you can show the progression during the uh, from his from the time he started till the time he left. However, um, you're really putting a lot of pressure on that kid. And that, you know, the game is supposed to be out there for the kid to have fun, not for the parents to make money or the parents to. Uh, be, have their bragging rights. Well, Dr. Ron, I think we got to come up with an in utero uh, ultrasound that we can check the shape and size of that fetus, and then we can hook them up to Notre Dame or you <laughs> see. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> he likes uh, our, our, our guest, Frank Carroll. He, he likes to think. Well, Notre Dame got, got a little bit whipped up this weekend, but that's okay. Miami really, uh, really nailed them, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that's because the coach didn't Probably know what the hell he was contention. doing. Amazing. Yep. We'll see how they well, get ranked this uh, week. I want to yeah. thank Frank. Frank, I, I know this was a chore for you to, to come on today. I know you're busy, and uh, uh, again, it, we did expect Amalo to uh, to uh, be on the program, and uh, we've been planning this for months. And uh, his his agent said he you know, everything was good as of last night. Uh, from California, but you know, he, if he has the flu, he has the flu. Uh, nothing we can do about that. Uh, so we did discuss about concussions. We did talk about the Pop Warner League. I wanted to get your input about mm-hmm. that because it's good to know that they're being uh, at least uh, monitored. I think the next step in, in what our discussions have to be is uh, after the concussion occurs, and it's going to occur in a contact sport like that, what do we do? Mm-hmm. What what are the steps to do to so the kid doesn't uh, go on and, and get uh, tau protein and, and and problems later in life? And uh, we have some ideas. We hope to pass them by uh, Bennett Amalu. But you know, Dr. Jerry's been adjusting cranial bones, and people are getting better. And we'll have a we'll have a patient next week just to talk about that. Uh, and there's 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 other anti-inflammatory drugs and inflammation even in this. CTE study from uh, uh, Boston uh, University. They they mention inflammation, and, and we mention that all the time. That you know most chronic diseases have as its basis inflammation. So you know if you can take care of the inflammatory component, uh, maybe there's something that, that we can do for these children because they are the future. Uh, well, you know, you brought up a real interesting point, Dr. Ron. Um, I was attending a seminar three weeks ago up in Toronto, or uh, actually in Ontario. Anyway, the point they brought up is, you know, they load these kids up on these um, uh, super drinks, you know, which are all carbs. Yeah. To get their blood sugar up. Well, heck, when you do that, you raise your insulin, which then causes inflammation. So they're kind of like a walking time bomb. They're being set up for uh, perpetuation, you know, you have the increased in- inflammation before the actual trauma, then you get the trauma, you're going to have more inflammation. So that that could be a factor, too. Yeah, that's a great point. But most most coaches and even trainers that I've talked to don't realize how much sugar is in these energy drinks, the Gatorades and so forth. They They yeah. really don't know how much sugar these things contain. And ladies and gentlemen, when you have uh, sugar introduced into your body, your body and its wisdom makes insulin. But when you keep putting it in, it over it makes too much insulin. And so then your sugar starts dropping. So what does that do? You crave more sugar. And that sets up this inflammatory process. And 
That's why we're so heavy in America right now because of that fallacy of a low-fat diet. Everybody replaced it with sugar. So this this is gives us a lot of uh, topics for discussion on future podcasts. Uh, to, to say that I'm disappointed that Dr. Amalu uh, couldn't be on here today would be uh, an understatement. Uh, but uh, we did get some valuable information out to our listeners, so I do appreciate everybody's uh, contribution. Dr. Dan, you want to start off? Anything to say? Yeah, be careful. Make make sure you talk to your family and talk to your, your children and uh, make sure that they handle the situation properly with their with their children, which is our grandchildren and great-grandchildren that might come along since I'm getting younger every day. Um mm-hmm. So that we protect them against CTE because it is real. It's not a fake diagnosis. It is a real diagnosis. And if you just watch the way the NFL and all these other sports that are involved with this uh, uh, get into it, you could see where it is real. And they're just not admitting the truth a lot of times. That's my advice for the families and for everybody at this point. Take care of the situation before it becomes a really bad one. Well, Dr. Dan, the last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on my list. Anyway, Dr. Dr. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, my my parting words are whenever you get the uh, urge to do contact sport, just lay down and wait till it passes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I and I agree. I mean, this is uh, we have to be careful and uh, you know, and I do agree somewhat with Dr. Omalu, who says, you know, once you reach 18, the age of reason, supposedly, which I think is really not true anymore. But, you know, you make that decision to go in that ring to box or to uh, have contact with uh, with, you, with your head, uh, you know, you have to be prepared for the ultimate consequences. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, the paradigm and the thinking will change out of the this confirmational information that we have that where we think that there's only one way to do something that'll change so we can you know if you're going to be stupid maybe we can help you uh, not to uh, suffer the consequences frank thank you so much for being here i really okay. appreciate it and i want to just Anytime, tell people uh, there's a there's a program why, why don't you just tell tell our listeners about the programs you have because you're really quite active on podcasting oh, we have um, two pro, uh, two programs on sports One's Wednesday night, uh, which is all sports. In fact, we had uh, our last uh, last Wednesday. We did a um, a tribute to uh, a good friend, Roy Holiday, um, which we had oh, uh, yeah. we had yeah. Greg Lazinski on. We had Larry Bow on. We had uh, uh, Tom Lemaine on. We had wow. uh, uh, Chris Wheeler, um, Billy uh, uh, Wardell, all from the uh, Phillies. Um, mm-hmm. Then on Saturday nights we have a boxing show, and again we have the uh, the our boxing historian Dr. Chris uh, Panarella helps us out on that. Um, then we have uh, five shows during the week uh, that are uh, one one is a uh, All Hell Hair, which was started by my son, my late son. Uh, it's uh, the um, music from the uh, '60s, '70s, and '80s, and then we have uh, two other shows that uh, one is a heavy metal show that uh, one of my other son runs and then we have um, uh, another boxing show from uh, texas uh, on wednesday night so we're on seven nights a week and uh, we appreciate the uh, time and anytime you need anything uh, with you sports just give me a call ron thank you so much frank well ladies and gentlemen that wraps it up uh we you know frank one one quick quick, uh, question uh dr ron uh, yes. How safe is baseball? I'm sorry. How safe is baseball? It's pretty safe, isn't it? As far as CTE. Now it is. Yeah. What they've done is they've they've actually we used to have those little beanie helmets. Now they right. actually have a helmet that comes down and covers the whole face uh, on the side of you the uh, ball right. coming in. Okay. Uh, so that, that's that really has become a lot safer. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Great ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up uh, our program today on concussion. Uh, Dr. Amalo is sick, could not join us today. Uh, Hopefully we can reschedule that. Uh, Anyway, have a great day, uh, and we will see you on the radio. 
Dr. Ron said, Dr. Ron, I've left the building.